Hello, this is Gene McMath, and welcome to There You Are. I'm not who I used to be. My whole life used to be driven by the need to tell everyone what God did for me on August 25, 1983. After 25 years, though, something happened. I couldn't do it anymore. I was done. It's not that it no longer mattered, but it, I just couldn't do it anymore. It was like I was trying to pay God back for a gift of life. But in the end, I couldn't pay God back enough. So I wrote it down in a book, published it, and my job was done. I no longer needed to tell my story. As a result, though, at that point, I lost my purpose in life, along with the people I loved and cherished the most. That was not the plan, but that is what happened. Ever since then, my life has been completely different. I feel like I've been adrift. I still love and cherish those people, but many of them do not love and cherish me. I lost my way, and they became hurt, angry, or disillusioned at my lostness. I had become so lost that after 30 years of marriage, my wife and I divorced After that, even one of my closest friends, who was there with me on August 25, 1983, and watched it all happen, a guy who lived those 25 years with me, became so hurt and so disgusted that while standing face to face with me, said those years were a lie. Not that August 25, 1983 was a lie. It of course happened, but that my life after that was a lie. Sure, I made some mistakes during those years, and I'm sure those mistakes are what he was referring to, but his words were more powerful than just mistakes made. Shortly before that happened, a pastor friend also told me that I wasn't good enough and would never sing in one of his services. (laughs) It was strange because singing was the very reason I felt God had rescued me. I had been successfully singing and leading worship for 25 years. I believed that was why God had rescued me from that accident in 1983. That is how I was fulfilling my reason for being alive, communicating God's love and power through singing. Music was my tool. Now I was being told that I was not good enough to do what God saved me to do, on top of the fact that I had lived a lie the whole time. I was under the impression that God had a plan for my life. After all, isn't that what we say to someone who comes face to face with death and walks away from it? God saved you for a reason. There is something you are supposed to do. I was only trying to do that thing which I was supposed to do. In the end, though, I couldn't do it. I guess I was trying to repay God for rescuing me. I was, in a way, trying to justify my existence. There was a reason I was alive, and I thought I was fulfilling that reason. But now, not only was I feeling like I could no longer do it, I was also being told that I was a lie and not good enough. Their words were only a harsh confirmation to the fact 
that there really wasn't a reason for me to be alive. Before that time, I felt like everything I did succeeded. Now, everything ended in failure. If it weren't for having produced two beautiful daughters, in my mind, there really wouldn't have been a reason for me to be alive. It was all just a cruel joke. I was nothing more than a fluke. At worst, I was someone who should be dead. At best, I was a lie. And simply not good enough. Just lucky to be alive. The passing, the passing of my 91-year-old father, which we'll talk about in our next episode, added to my transformation. Today, I am nothing. I've become the nobody I always was. No longer living a lie, no longer a pretender. Just one who has accepted that I'm not good enough. I have not led one minute of worship ever since that minister spoke death into my reason to be alive. And yet still there is more. Someone else who whispers in my ear, constantly reminding me. I seem to hear a still small voice saying, There you are. I see you. Gene McMath, you're somebody because I chose to love you. God chose me at the bottom of that 300-foot cliff on August 25, 1983. When I stop and think about it, I have to acknowledge God chose me. I don't know why. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe my life is a lie. Maybe I am nothing. But He is everything. At least to me, He is. And really, that's all that matters. He rescued me, and I am thankful. I think I was correct. I really cannot pay God back. I just can't do it. No one can. Maybe we don't need to. The gift of life is for free. There is no paying God back for what He did. There's no paying Him back for what He did for me on August 25, 1983. There is no justification for me to be alive. There is no speaking for God. If there is a God, which I believe there is, He will speak for Himself. If God wants people to know how powerful, how loving, and how faithful He is, He will have to tell them, I obviously cannot. I just want to never forget what He did for me. I am alive because God, nothing else matters. So I open the Bible and I read the book of Psalms. And it says, quote, I think of the good old days, long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I searched my soul and pondered the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will He never again be kind to me? Is His unfailing love gone forever? Have the promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has He slammed the door on His compassion? 
interlude. And I said, This is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. Psalms 77, 5 through 14. (laughs) In, In a song written thousands of years ago, I still hear God saying to me, There you are. And I look up into the heavens, and I gaze into his wonders, and I say, There you are. Just before my father passed away, speaking to four, five generations at a family gathering, I heard him say seven words in reference to things he used to say when he was younger and didn't quite turn out as he thought they would turn out when he was older. And those seven words are, if nothing else, keep your mouth shut. Those are words I have to take to heed because many times I've said things that I should not have said and other people have said things to me that they should not have said which in turn made me realize I need to keep my mouth shut more. And so, the point of the matter is, if suddenly when we walk into the room, instead of being the kind of people that think, here I am, when we walk into the room, we'll learn to keep our mouth shut if we walk into the room and say, there you are. If you have a comment or a thought that you would like to leave with us about There You Are, we'd love to hear from you. So feel free just to click on the app and contact us. And maybe we'll play your comment on our next program of There You Are.